Welcome in to another edition of Sweet Tea Fantasy. I am your host, Tuck, and I am, as always, here with my good buddy, Thurston. How you doing, pal? Well, I am doing just mighty fine and amazing. I'm loving it here. Excuse me, I got the rot. I'm loving being with you, my good buddy, Tuck, and I am absolutely cannot wait to talk about this amazing fantasy football. No, guys, every bit of that's a lie, except I do like Tuck. I cannot believe I have screwed us over, and we are here one more time again and again and again to do a podcast talking about this same old league. They just won't stop doing it, Tuck. Thurston, tell them why we're here doing this dang pod again. Well, well, yeah, it's it's my doing. You see, I love that sweet cash, and so when they offered, uh, uh, you know, come in, make a little dough, and get some work done, I said, "Yeah, boy, let's do it." First off, I didn't understand how bad the league was going to be in general. Yeah. Two, I did. Two, I didn't know it was led by bloodthirsty, terrible human beings. Yep. Second, right. And lastly, I did not understand exactly that fine print that I was signing up for a reverse of that Bobby Bonilla situation. To, to, to the layman out there who don't know, he, he's the baseball player gets paid about a million bucks once a year, even though he's done been retired a good long time. We the opposite of that now. We done got paid. Uh, we spent the money. I mostly I did it. Uh, yeah. But we got to keep coming back once a year and working because I didn't read it. And so we're kind of obligated, unfortunately, Tuck. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And as we discussed last time we were together on this dang pod, um, you know, we thought we were out. Scott free getting that sweet, sweet cash. You know, we're done. Uh, but we are con- contractually obligated to come back and talk about this dang Skywalker Dynasty League again once a year if there ever is a global pandemic or an alien invasion or um, I can't even remember the other one. Some kind of natural disasters, I think? Yeah. Yeah, it was a real, real bad natural disaster. But um, we did, in fact, um, not thinking that we'd ever have to do this but there is has been a global pandemic uh for about three years now um and, you know and and we're we're doing it each year which we have done faithfully as the contract stipulates do not fact check that you don't have to because we definitely have i mean it's in a contract we did it i absolutely did it um, and i of course in, in that span i was attacked by a wear squirrel and am still having to chain myself up on full moon so I don't wreak havoc on all the shoppers inside and outside of the Dollar Garden. That is canon and still a very real problem in my life. Um, as, as far as the pandemic, I don't know anything about that. I know we're in one because I'm doing this dang show once a year. Um, you know, the only thing that's been bothering me the past two or three years has been outside of being, you know, a destructive wear squirrel. Ha- has been I can't taste or smell anything and have a persistent nagging cough. But, you know small problems you know small potatoes um but but you were telling me you were telling me before we started recording that you're also quite exhausted almost daily yeah i can't kick it and a little foggy in the brain well you know that's normal for some folks just saying yeah that actually was normal for me 
um, even before the past two or three years. I, I guess that's that's been a lifetime thing. I just want to throw that in there too. Well, um, I just got to say, uh, did, did I interrupt you there? I was just going to see how life's been going for you. You know, I haven't talked to you much since last year's pod, which we definitely I, did. I know, and I was going to say it, Tuck. I done missed you. I Now, those of you who ain't been keeping up, I've almost retired from the whole podcast game. It's just this one ridiculous obligation. Oh, shame, I got coming man. back. It's so dumb. But you, Tuck, you've been hitting it pretty big talking about some of that big fine stuff going on over in your neck of the woods and all the werewolfing and stuff. You've hit it pretty big, and I'm just really glad to be able to to talk to you a few times a year and just see how it's going for you. Uh, but but for me, um, in, as you guys know, uh, me and the wife decided to split up. Yeah, after <laughs> she got that indoor plumbing, it was all over. Well, not not divorcing now, nothing like that. I like her just well enough. But we decided to keep from getting the COVID that we'd separate ourselves, that she'd live inside and I'd live outside just so we didn't have anyone near us to cough on us or nothing. And so that worked out so well. She did the cooking and the cleaning and all the stuffs, but she did get the TV. But I was outside in the barn, and I got to hang out with my goats. I got to hang out with my ponies and all the other farm lads. We got out there. And I tell you, we got along just right as rain out there, and it was so good. Everybody got along. It's all good. She's laying the food out in the windowsill, and I just come by and grab it every evening. It's amazing. But then we made this decision. Tuck, we yelled back and forth through the window. We decided to switch spots. We decided it wasn't fair for me to get to live in that barn all the time. So I went inside, and now she's out. And I tell you, it's just the worst. I yeah. ain't the shit. What? I just said, yeah, I was following your story. <laughs> yeah. Very real story. I am struggling with the cooking and the cleaning, and she expects to throw her laundry in the window, and I'm supposed to do it for her. That's a problem, too. And not to mention, I don't know my first side of, like, which ways the kitchen is up, and so I'm trying to do the cooking, and she keeps – you know, I'm looking out there, she's getting thinner and thinner, and I'm trying to throw her the good food that's left over, and there just ain't much, and it's a problem. And I've seen the neighbors even come by trying to help her out. She might have gone a little feral on a couple of them animals outside. That wasn't attractive. And we've just been doing the best we can, but these cats and me inside are going to go to war. Her and those outside ponies are going to go to war because she don't know how to treat them right. We should have just stayed with the original arrangement. Now, can is she liking the outside life and now you can't switch back? I'm not even sure she speaks English no more. We don't really talk much. Now, that could be a problem, yeah. Um, well, I, that is a real shame. I just, I'm so sorry to hear about that, Thurston. Yeah, we're, we're both having it pretty rough. Although I am uh, still reckoning that sweet, sweet cash talking about the worst squirrels and my problems with that, uh, as you mentioned. Um, but it's still, you know, I am having to chain myself up on full moons. That's not great. You're living practically inside, the new Richard Simmons. Yeah, and and living inside for you, that's not great. Cooking and cleaning and doing the laundry. And That's I miss bad. my goats. I ain't seen my goats in a long time now. Could you do a thing where you just move outside and nobody does the cooking and the cleaning? And you just live in the both live in the barn and you could learn the feral language? Uh, 
I don't know. Maybe more to come on that. I might oh. give it a couple thoughts. Okay. Well, um, you know, we're, we're both kind of having a bad time. And the worst of it is we have to come back and record this dang podcast about this dang Skywalker Dynasty League. But it's in the contract. Um, you know, we love the sweet, sweet cash. We we will abide by the contract. And with that contract, um, we've got some agenda items that we do need to get to today. Um, yeah, they told us that, too. And, and the first on that list is uh, it, it is award season. Um, you know, you'll see a lot of articles right now, like, oh, here's the best of 2022. Um, you know, that's what all the newspapers and print media are going off about right now. Um, right. Right. So um, that we're going to, we're going to do kind of the same thing. Uh, we're going to hand out some very real awards that will be mailed to each of these people's PO boxes directly after the show, as long as it's not a full moon and I'm not chained to a steel beam. Um, so let's just jump right into it. Let's dive in like Scrooge McDuck into his coins. Okay. Um, right. So uh, first up, we've got um, the, the only guy who's going to win two awards today, uh, as far as I know. Um, and that is Bill uh, Harris's son. Um, and he's going to win the uh, I Shall Not Be Moved Award and the Lucky But Sucky Award. So Thurston, why don't you just go ahead and explain that? What, what well, he's going look, I, I shall not be moved. That's a clever one there, Tuck. I like what you did with that. He is the uh, – he wins that award because he went all season long and never once made what they call in fantasy football a move. He didn't pick a guy up. He didn't drop a guy. He didn't make a trade. He wouldn't talk trade. He just kind of said. He was not going to be moved, Tuck. Now, that second one, you said lucky but sucky. He got finished last. That ain't good. He's real lucky. This ain't one of those mean leagues that make him, like, sit in a Waffle House or take <laughs> a weird statue with, like, strange anatomy pieces on it. He ain't got to do nothing like that. There's no toilets involved. But yucky but sucky. He, he finished last, but he's got that weird thing going that he also had the least amount of points scored against him. It's amazing. Usually, if you follow these leagues, the guy in the top, he scores the most, has the fewest scored against him because he ain't got to play himself, right? right? And the guy who right. scores the least has the most scored against him because he don't get to play against himself. But not here. He's lucky. But that's, unfortunately – yeah, you got it. Yes. And, you know, the strength that that Bill Harris's son showed on not making a move all year. Not a pick. You know what he reminds me of? He reminds me of the guy that I seen in one of those movies. I don't remember what it's called, but this guy was building Legos in his basement. And he's a building and a building and a building, and it looked all impressive and all. But then at the end of it, you look at it, and you're like, dude, what you been doing? That looks like it cost a lot of money and time. Right. Well, well, he, he's going to win awards, and that's lucky because um, he's lucky again because that might be the only award he sees for a while, and he's got two of them. So, so we're going to move so. on to the next one. Um, and the next one we got is the almost relevant – but just not quite award. And that is going to go to Mr. Nicholas Raisinbreads. Yes, sir. He is almost there. His team wasn't terrible. No. They, they also, they what? Winning record. 
but did he make the playoffs, though? He did not. He did not make the playoffs. This guy, he's he's like someone that I remember from the 1980s, a guy named Bon Jovi. You heard of him? No. Well, Bon Jovi used to sing songs pretty good, and I think he played a guitar, if I remember, maybe a nice jaw harp. But he sang his real famous song called Living on a Prayer. I feel like that is what Mr. Nick Raisinbread is doing because he's kind of kept the same roster for a while. And he's just waiting and hoping and praying they're going to get good. They're going to get better. They're going to stop being average and being awesome. This is the year, and it just quite ain't been answered yet. Did he make any moves during the year? Uh, I reckon. Well, he should have just not made any, and he'd have two awards right now. But he did make one, and uh, he's almost relevant, but he's just not quite. All right, so. Poor feller. Let's move on to our next feller. Um, and this one is called the no longer good at cheating award. And that is going to go to our old friend who's been on the show. And, um, a friend is facetious when I say that, cause he's an evil lying, uh, son of a gun. His name is John Overby. So I want you to explain what you have. To, you're going to have to remind me what that word means. You done made my head spinning. Um, evil. Right. It means real bad. Oh, yeah, I remember it now. Yeah, this guy, he came on the show a few times and played this goody two-shoes act, but he's been uh, disposed now, and we know what's going on with this guy. He is a lion cheating. What'd you call him? Son of a gun. That's him. You, you painted the picture there. I'm just trying to find the right one. He is, he's reminding me. This guy, Mr. Overby. And he had a good team this year, I guess. He cheated to get it, but he used to actually win. He ain't winning now. He done got beat out by another guy we'll talk about. But but Mr. John Overby kind of reminds me of, like, Sheldon Cooper. But, like, yeah. after he's finally all grown up and is, like, really embracing his dark side, and there's, like, an evil – there's that word – like an evil warlord thing going on where he's like trying to mastermind the whole of humanity and maybe create diseases out of nowhere. Right. Um, that's kind of what he's like to me. Yeah. Summed it up good. Uh, he's, he's no longer cheating. He can make the playoffs, but it's been a couple of years. He ain't won no titles and uh, you know, uh, cheaters never win <laughs> except for except, when he did win a couple of times, he, but he, he did. Yeah. They don't always win. Cheaters don't always win. This is actually what it should be called. And there's this uh, other guy who we'll talk about later who still might win. Who, uh, huh, huh. Say that, say that right. last part again. I thought you were going to say something else. No, that's it. That's all I had. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Well, let's just move on. Um, right. And next, next one. The uh, Wish They Were All Cordero Patterson Awards. And that's going to go to Dominic Ross Geller. Wait, what's his name? Uh, Geller. Right. He's, I think he's related he was married. to our friends. No, no. He was married to that woman on the Buffy. Anyway, it don't much matter. Um, we're going to look at it. This guy's team was, you know, I think he had like five wins. That's kind of where he's nestled. But the reason 
he wishes they was all Cordero Patterson is because Cordero Patterson's good at football. His whole team wasn't good, but Cordero was good. And so he's like, hey, give me some Cordero. And so if he had a clone machine, he could have put all of them in there, made them all Cordero Patterson, and maybe he'd have won some games, except Cordero got hurt for a while. That'd be a bad-looking score. But besides that, it's looking pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that about sums up Mr. Geller's uh... – He's a season. lot like that, huh? I he, said that, he, that about sums up his season, yeah. Well, yeah, but he, he's kind of reminded me of that feller from the Field of Dreams. You remember they keep the ghosts kept talking? If you build it, they'll come. Yeah. He, he's got to start building it, though. He's got some guys, but he's got to build it. And if he builds it, they'll come, but he can't build it till they come because he needs their help to build it. He's in what you call a paradoxical situation. But if he builds it, Right. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So we're going we're gonna move on to the next award now. And um now this one is the I'm not at it, but I should be slaughtering you guys awards. Um <clears throat> and that the winner of that is Mr. Dylan Zinger. And if you remember that's the heir to the Zinger snack cake fortune. Um so I yes, so I don't even know what he's doing in this league, but and he, in fact, won it last year, uh, adding wealth upon wealth. Uh, so he he did for the sweet, sweet cash. Um, yeah, he's end, just a period. He's a good-hearted feller, even with all that cash. He's kind of like what would happen if Lex Luthor was not an evil genius, but just like a good feller being rich and loaded. He's like that. <laughs> Sorry, Rot speaking out again. They've got uh, – he had a really, really phenomenal team, and they won the most games. They scored, mm-hmm. I think, the, the most points, but then they, they ended up losing they, it here. But do you know the other big shindig that happened involving Mr. Zinger? Uh, yes, but you tell me anyway. He won the trophy, the league, last year and has still yet to receive the actual physical trophy. It's being stored by a third party in a separate location, and it's kind of made some big uh, news here. But hopefully, maybe he'll get it before he loses it. It was just like a blackmail situation, like because he's so rich and it's being – there's like a ransom. I'm sure there actually is. It was portrayed as if the guy who used to have it, that evil rotten commission we'll talk about here in a minute, but it was portrayed as he gave it to a friend of his to drop off with Mr. Zinger and who lives like near the same location and maybe sees the guy sometime, but then it just never made the delivery and there was some rottenness going on and maybe or maybe not. It's back in the commission's actual basement. Who knows? It's just rotten to the core of this league. Well, he ought to send some of those delicious coconut snack cakes to him and to us. Us. To Okay. Send it to us and we will make sure that you get a trophy. I mean, we're not, you know, acting like we're his good old friend who's going to store a trophy so we can get the snack cakes. I'm just saying, if you do send us the snack cakes, you will get the trophy. That's it. You found it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and you said portrayed. 
uh, there a couple times. And uh, speaking of portrayed, we're going to give our next award. It's the Looking for Love in All the Wrong Places Award. And that's going to go to Mr. Chris Raisinbreads. Uh, let, let's talk about being portrayed again. Mm-hmm. Well, he made some deals in the past with the evil overlord John Overby. And right. it didn't work out for Mr. Raisinbread. Uh his team this year was the worst he's, I think, ever had in his league. Now, he seems optimistic. He seems to feel like he can turn this sucker around, but he needs to – the poor trades with Mr. Overby, you got to watch it. Um, I, I don't know for him. I mean, I really don't. I know he feels like he can do it. He's been good in the past, but right now he's kind of reminded me of that look on Dwight's face. Uh, right when he does not think Michael's going to come back for his wedding. Oh, you don't want to see that face. It's a bad face. It's like he got kicked in a bad spot. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm sure people have told Mr. Raisinbreads that he has a bad face multiple times. I mean, we don't want to pile on. Um, and to be I honest, wasn't going to say it. And to be honest, it was a poor trade. Also, that was great wordplay by us, by the way. What a segue. Anyway, um, it was also a poor trade for Mr. Overby because, again, he's no longer good at cheating and did not win, even though he did um, that trade. It's a rare lose-lose. Yeah, and and Chris Raisinbrush, he's been on the show before, and he had kind of a cocky attitude if I back then. Right. Okay, well, I didn't say – I said we weren't going to pile on. Now I'm piling on. So let's move on um, to somebody else who's – moving on uh and that's for mr frank the tank scott and his award is i'm i'm making my move award that's where he's, he's moving on he's making his move yeah this this is a feller who poor to him he inherited a truly rotten team and he's been building and building and building and eventually you think he's gonna get somewhere i say he's making his move because he's he went and made a deal for mr alvin camara and with Alvin Kamara and A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones, he's like, got some stuff moving. The locomotive is on the rails. It's trying. It's moving. He's kind of reminding me right now of one of those like little genius boys who picks up a Rubik's Cube and just does it. And then he messes with it and he fixes it. Yeah, I saw, that. I saw that movie, Baby Geniuses. Yeah, and he's just over and over with it. But then at the end of the day, they realize this is amazing. You're the best in the world, but you can't really make any money off a Rubik's Cube, sorry to say. So you got to go work at the 7-Eleven now, assuming those still exist in this country. Yeah, um, which which here locally, it's called the 11-7. It's right next to the Dollar Garden. Yeah, it's only open a couple hours a day. Yeah, that's a bad business model, but they stay open. Um, right. Love it. Right. Uh, speaking of loving it, let's move mm. on to someone, someone who loves making trades. And let's let's do the Let's Make a Deal Award. That's going to go to Robert Ballin. Or... Right. He he's He's always willing to make a deal. It don't even matter, I don't think, like who's in it or what's a part of it. There's a couple deals uh, this year that whenever 
he issued the trade and he says, we have a trade to announce like that really capricious way that they always do that in this league. Oh my gosh. Always. Oh my God. And then when they do it wrong, they get fussed at by the guy up top. It's ridiculous. Anyhow, uh, stupid does as stupid says, um, this guy likes to make trades and he even, I think once, maybe even twice had a trade go through that nobody even wrote the letters SMH to which means it's like a ho-hum, do-diddly kind of trade. But this guy does them anyway. He don't care. Trade them. Trade them. Give away Kamara. Give away <laughs> Derrick Henry. I don't care. Let's trade them all. Yeah, let's trade uh, Kendrick Bourne. I, think I that's do one. it. I think it's one of he do it. He kind of reminds me of a guy who's got a superpower, and his superpower is to see the future, but he don't just see the future. He sees like all different aspects of possible futures. And so he stands here staring at it. And there's this like all these pathways and all these futures. And he just wants to take them all. He says, I see a future. Let's go. Oh no, let's go this other way. Oh no, let's go the other. So he just got to settle in, pick his future and march on. There you go. That's the best advice you'll get from me. And the worst. Um, so let's move on to the next one and let's, um, let's go to, um, the what's RBs. And I don't mean the delicious restaurant award. And, um, that is, Hey, Den. Mm-hmm. My animals, the farm animals back when I used to hang out with them, they'd yeah. love to sit. They'd love to sit in my den and eat their hay. So that's really cool. They would really appreciate it. Of course, they don't sit here right now listening to me. But this feller, correct me if I'm wrong, he made the playoffs, did he not? He did. He Um, made the playoffs, and his entire roster was made up of nothing but pass catchers and quarterbacks. If I seen it right, the boy didn't have a single running back on his roster, leaving it blank every single week just to spite it and says, I'm going to make the playoffs anyway. Right. Think if I actually had a running back, y'all would be toast. He kind of reminds me of like that world-renowned chef who like comes to my kitchen right now and starts throwing all the stuff because he's like, I don't got ingredients, boy. And he's just doing the best he can to make something that ain't slop, except the only ingredient I got is slop. So that's him right now. He's trying to make it work. but Yeah, Mr. Den, he, he did make the um, the playoffs. He didn't last long. I mean, you got you got to have a running back. Um, and he was trying to say, oh, look at me. I don't have a running back. I can still make the playoffs. But you can't win a tie with the running backs. Well, I would have said you couldn't make a playoff without a running back, but the boy done it. Well, that's true. I mean, maybe next year he'll get a running back and show us he can win a title. Oh. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, I'm sure we'll still be in a pandemic, and I'm sure we'll still be uh, contractually obligated to record a show about it, and we'll see. Right. Love it. All right. I've been jumping around to do some cool segues, so let me make sure I didn't miss nobody. But I think our next award is uh, You'll Hear From Me Again Award for Mr. Eric Overby. Um, I've got Princey's No Relation. Make sure you say that there's no relation to John Overby. Um, I, I talked to Mr. Eric Overby, and he wanted to make sure everybody knows he's not related to that guy. It's just a coincidence. 
he is not the overlord. He's a different human. Right. Yeah. And no, not related in any way. Or form or fashion. I think when you say those first words, you have to follow it with those last words. Right. Anyway, uh, Mr. Eric, uh, he he done well. He made the playoffs, too. Uh, he also didn't last for long. He lost it, too. But he made it. He played running back. He made it. And just last year, this guy started his year off with absolutely no human beings on his team. He went from scratch, and he come back, and he says, you all going to hear from me, and all these young guns are growing, and they're growing, and they're getting better. He is kind of like a guy who is not at all like the guy building Legos in the basement from earlier. This guy instead is building train sets, and he just keeps building and building and painting and painting these weird background stuff, and you go by and you see it, and you're like, boy, you are wasting your your time, boy, what you doing? But he keeps going and persisting. And then like 20 years later, there's like a whole big museum about it. And he's got this whole big train set running halfway around the town. And he's making money and bank and people making YouTube videos saying, I've been here. Look at me. I'm seeing the trains. And they're all coming to see it. And he's the one sitting there with a conductor's hat on. Right. So earlier you were talking about somebody doing something in their basement, but it was like, it was for no good and they're wasting their time, right? Exactly. And but this, this was this different. guy, he's in his basement. He's doing what seems to be stupid and dumb, but now he's going to be successful. Because he's got the conductor's hat tucked. Okay. Well, the only thing going on in my basement is flooding. It's a big problem. It is, but I ain't going to talk about any other basement problems. All right. Well, we may hear from Mr. Overby again, um, but not this year because he's been not this year. Yeah, he, he is done. But um, we do have two people who have not been eliminated at this time. So let's first talk about our um, lion cheating commissioner of the Sorry League, Mr. Stephen Gilbert. And let's give him the uh, thanks too highly of his own team award. Yeah, he gets that. And as y'all know, and we've we've done been all over this, y'all know it. Part of our obligation to this league, and I used to kind of enjoy this. It was fun to be like spying on people and all, but I I'm really kind of I'm really kind of over it. But we've got the correspondents. They, they use that word. It just means they talking to people. We got the correspondence and, and the all the information to everybody in this league. So we like hear and see and we got the ears all you you know the drill. Anyhow, yeah, yeah. This guy, every single time his team loses, he's like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe they didn't win. And then even when they win, but just barely win, he's like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe my guys didn't win by sixty. He's just so uh capricious and annoying and he just keeps doing it, and I just think that he thinks that his team is the best ever, and he made he he kept the most folks on his team last year saying, look at me, I'm so good, and then now we got to suffer him in the finals. He's probably stolen that trophy back. I mean, this guy, he just reminds me. You'll have to remind me of the guy's name, but he's on Harry Potter, and you ain't got a nose. What was his name? He was a magician. Is that the one that you're not supposed to say it? I think he's the one you're not supposed to say it, which is why I remember it, but I didn't say it because I was hoping you'd do it. I don't want to say it. Why would I want to say it? 
Anyway, there's this bad fella with bad skin and a bad nose, and this guy looks a lot like him. A little bit more hair, I think, if I'm remembering. But he acts about like him, too. He thinks he's the best ever. He's a golden boy. I'm going to split my soul into seven different parts. There's all this stuff that just reminds me of that guy. So, yeah, that's your commission, folks. Yeah. Yeah, you could say that. Even got a pet snake. Ugh. Is that part of the lore? I mean, well. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, the other guy. Okay. Um, all right. And then that leads us to the one we're all rooting for. Absolutely. But to be honest, he's going to win the Barely Holding It Together Award. And that's Mr. Durbin Durbin. We all want the best to happen for Durbin Durbin. <laughs> Yeah, he, he, yeah, he's barely holding it together because he's been just like itching it hard for like as long as he's been in the league that he wants desperately to just like come after the rules board. He wants to <laughs> come after the commissioners. He wants to say y'all's league is full of dumbness, and he's kind of right most of the time. He says, y'all full of evil Siths and then badness, and I'm going to come for you. He wants so desperately to have a steel cage match with their evil Gilbert commissioner boy that he ran that Gilbert off from his old job. Did you know that? No. Yeah, Good Gilbert boy was, was scared of him and run away to a different county to say, I don't want to be around Durbin Durbin no more. He fights for truth and justice and all those good ways. And He's really reminding me of the kind of folk who like starts a company and builds it up to like Fortune 500 and then like sells it and starts a new one and then builds it up to like Fortune 500 and then sells it and then just keeps doing it and doing it and big money, big money. Because every single year, this guy only keeps a couple. It's like he almost goes into a dreamy haze and forgets it, the, you know, Dynasty League and he just restarts it. But he's better at it than the rest of them. He does good with it. So he's in the final. We're rooting for him. Durbin, I hope that Durbin does it for you, Durbin. And you Durbin all over those guys. Yeah, he's just been saying what we've been saying this whole time on the podcast. We've been literally been saying these guys are cheating, cheating line commissioners and human beings. And that's what Durbin says every week. He says, SMH, shaking my head over here. Can't believe they did another one. But not to every Rob trade, though. No. No, only some of the Rob trades get the SMH. Right. Yeah, and even when Mr. Overby and Mr. Gilbert are not involved in a trade, it usually comes back to them like, well, somehow they're involved and they did this bad thing. They and usually they're did. Go they're going to benefit. Ugh. And I'm sure you're but right. Well, one of them's in the final, and the other one's already won twice, and this guy's yeah, about to maybe yeah. win another time, and it's just, Durbin, you got to stand up. Right, so those <laughs> those last two awards that kind of lead us into our next segment, which is, you know, just a little preview of the title game, uh, where hopefully Durbin Durbin can put the hurt and hurting on Mr. Gilbert, in my unbiased and non-remorseful opinion. So uh, why don't you tell us about that, Thurston? Well, it's going to be a good game. Because every time these two get together, it's like it's kind of like when good fights evil, and it's always tough, and sometimes one wins and usually the other one don't. 
But uh, this season, these two teams already met twice. And do, do you know who won both times? The first one was Durban, and the second one was the other Durban. It's been a route both times. Not really. It's been super close. But regardless, it is going to be a good one. But don't forget either last year in those playoffs, Mr. Gilbert lost to Durban. It's almost as if he's in that evil one's back of his head and he's going to just do mean things to him. He's living rent-free in there. I think you might have stole that from a very large basketball player. What? Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Um, yeah, so so I, th- I think it bodes well for us that Durban Durban. Um that he's he's seems like he's gonna win pretty easily. Just watch out for the hijinks, Durban. Don't watch your Durbans. Watch when they come up around you. Yeah, the hijinks, the low blows. Gilbert's mm-hmm. gonna do anything he can to win this one. The Eugenes, watch those Eugenes. <laughs> but um, so so that that's our preview final. Let's let's all reroute for Durban. We already are. Um, and, and our and our unbiased opinion, let's root for Durban. Yes. Uh, but lastly, but not leastly, um, I think our last segment we're going to have to give these foolish old fools ideas for a theme for next season. Uh, so Thurston, if you don't mind giving these mindless, uh, no good for nothing sloths of human beings some ideas, I'm sure they'd be much obliged. Be obliged because now, they ain't going to have no ideas. Let's be real. Now, now, hey, are uh, are you are we going to do this ricochet style where I'll do a one and you'll do a one and we keep going back and forth? It'd be real good if we did that, but I ain't got none. Oh, well, <laughs> here we go then. Okay. Well, the first one, I thought maybe they could do a theme on Veggie Table. You just name your team, you know, corn yeah. or uh, carrot. Bob Sanders or tomato. Or green bean or or green means or green means beans you can work all kinds of ways into it i mean there's you know yeah, there's me- out there there's cans mean joe green bean there you go and that guy still plays i think uh next one i thought maybe you could do a theme of nfl football players names like name Ooh. your team name your team after guys who play on your team why not just be you know alvin Kamara? Or uh, why not just be, uh, you know, I wanted, well, I almost said Josh Allen, but he's on that crazy commissioner's team. And, you know, just be the name of a guy that you particularly like, and maybe he's on your team, maybe he ain't. Maybe he's a defensive player. Just no, don't name your yeah, team Russell. Don't name your team Russell Wilson. Oh, you get. Yeah, don't have him on your team at all. Ideally. No, not even the Superflex stuff they got going now. Don't even name your team like Sierra or anything involved. But I really wonder why more fantasy football team themes and team names don't involve NFL players whenever they're fake games about that real game about boys on the field. Yeah, and not even – to be clear, we're not talking about like puns. We're saying name your team Mark Brunel. Yes. Name your Larry. team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Larry <laughs> Allen. You're going to say Larry Sinners. 
Either one. He's a fullback. Very important. Oh, I reckon. Lorenzo Neal. Anyway, we could go <laughs> on. Outside. We could name fullbacks all day. <laughs> We're not going to. We could. Jaseki. No way. <laughs> Owen Smith. We could do it. We won't. Moose Johnson. We're not going to. We're stopping right now. Mel Gray. <laughs> no, he went to Purdue, though. I don't know why I care about that. Okay. Let's move on to the next theme. Right. I only got one more, but I think this is pretty good. It's called cat literation. Now, stick with me. I'm using fat words here. Cats. You know them? <laughs> they claw people. <clears throat> you live they poop. They poop in litter. Yeah. And when you add that word litter to ration, <laughs> literation is what happens when you, like, put words in a sentence that have, like, they sound the same. Not mm-hmm. like rhyming, but, like, in other ways. You know it? Sure. Now, I, now what – help me with this one. What is a cat word that starts with the letter J? What do you got? <laughs> Jump. See, Justin Jefferson Jump. <laughs> or maybe maybe a cat's name is Jumpy, and you're Justin Jefferson Jumpy. Or or Cooper oh, Give me Cup. another one. Give me another letter. Co- Co- Cooper Cup Cats. Uh, Co- Cooper Cup Claws. <laughs> Cooper Cup Calico. I mean, Co- Cooper, Cooper Calico Cup. I mean, you can mix it up. Mix match. Cat. Cooper, Claw, Cup, Calico. I don't care. C is really the best one to do it with. I'm I'm kind of out of good ideas, if I'm <laughs> honest with you, but those those were good, and those are good those players. Two. Right. Get Cooper Cup on your team. Your possibilities are going to be endless. I mean, really. I don't – who who else fits the alliteration styles? <laughs> okay. No dead air. I'm going to think of it real, <laughs> real quick. And it's going to be someone. <laughs> Fonte Adams? No, wait. No, it didn't work. <laughs> um, I'm so glad you did this. Anyway, I think we can probably move right along. They probably get it. <laughs> no, I, I, I keep thinking of fullbacks. I don't know. I think there was a wasn't wasn't there. Never mind. No, no. Say what you're gonna say. I mean, I was thinking about Zig Ziglar, but then I don't think he played football, and then I don't think I got any cat words with Z unless he's eating like zest or something. Is that a real person? I wrote books, I reckon. Oh, and played football. No, you are. I mean, in 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 grade school, maybe. Yeah. Someone who has Ugh, I'm not thinking of anybody. Mm-mm. Cooper what? Cup's really it and he cheats cuz his his names don't start with the same letter. Yeah. But Russell Wilson. I I think that and then maybe your cat's name is Wussy and that just fits right in. That's not be better than a Cooper Cup. Yeah. That's going to have to work because I can't think of anybody else. I got nothing. <laughs> Not. I'm still thinking, and I cannot think of one. 
Well, you, you know what? If you can't, just go with vegetables then. I mean, there's all kinds. We can think of rutabagas and beets and yams. And I mean, there's all kinds. So just go with that. Everybody's got a team name. There's at least 12. If you got 12, planning. <laughs> veggie Tales it is. We picked the theme for them for next year. It's going to be Veggie Tales. Right. Now, hey, we do not have to do a concluding pod next week after it's over. This is it, right? We're done. Contractually, yes. And realistically, yes. This is going to Phenom- be a- phenomenal. This is all you get, boys. So I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, Thurston and Tuck, we've been here for you. I am out in the – no, I'm not out in the barn. I'm back in the house. It's kind of cold in here, though. <laughs> Someone do something to the heat. <laughs> I think the person would be you. But, Dad, burn uh, you. Right, those cats, Dad, burn them. Right. So that that is it for our time. Um, we went about thirty minutes longer than I thought was, we were going to, and hoping we would, and contractually obligated to do. We only got to do fifteen minutes, but um, we we always forget that. Once but, you uh, get going, it's hard to stop it. Yeah, I'm still trying to think of somebody who's got the same. Let Jerry it go, Judy. Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy jumps. <laughs> Jerry Judy Jumpy. <laughs> That's three team names there. Or I mean we could do you could do Cooper Cup Claws, Cooper Calico Cup, and <laughs> Cooper Cat. That's three names. Justin Jefferson jumps and Jerry Judy jumps. That's five teams. I mean you could That's really that all a good <laughs> That's all a good league needs is about six or seven teams anyhow. Yeah, I mean or five. You could do five, go down to a five team league, and then you could do that cat literation theme name. Cat literation. So mm-hmm. that you're either going to do Veggie Tales or you can cut seven people from the roster and from the league and do cat literation. Those are your two options. I, I see it. Nothing else matters. Right. So, as always, um, yeah, as we do every year, and we definitely <laughs> for the past. We did definitely did it last year, um, and we did it the year before. Um, you know, Thurston, you're so good with your words. Why don't you give us some parting words for us all to cherish and remember and to go out on 2022 on a high note, go into 2023, let's make it count. Well, I'm not really sure what those numbers there mean, but let me – 